What is going on out there, lacrosse fans and sports bettors alike? It is episode seven here of Bet on Lacrosse. I'm Dan Alexander at Newbie Talks. Yes, a little bit of a name change. I'll explain that a little bit later. Apparently, spelling my last name is, is hard for people, but we're not here to talk my last name. We're here to talk cashing some tickets with me, as always, my co-host with the co-most it's Douglas Fresh, Doug Greenberg. Get him on Twitter at Doug Greenberg. Much easier last name to spell. Doug, how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. Uh, my last name is easy to spell, but it's sometimes it's got a lot of G's, you know, like I especially like with it. my first name. I have like so many G's in my name. So I've, I've always like thought about maybe doing like, you know, a quote unquote stage name. Mine would, it would probably be my middle. I'm assuming Alexander is your middle name. Yep. My, my middle name is Charles. So I'd probably be going like Douglas Charles, Doug Charles, something like that. But that like a king. That sounds regal. It's very regal. I know my parents, my parents really had some kind of regal mindset when they were naming me, I guess. But but no, at Rise of Right Now, I'm still Doug Greenberg. Uh, and you can catch me at Doug Greenberg. Whenever I hear you say that, I just like have to say it myself now. It feels good, but, right? Yeah, I never do it. You're the you're always the one who's dropping the the Twitter, the the Twitter usernames and whatever. I, I'm I'm all down for whoring out the show, man. It's it's hey, what it's all, it's what it's all about. And it's funny that your name has a lot of G's in it because we got a lot of G's in the bank account after our week this past right. week. That's right. Cash and tickets. It was by far the best week that we have had thus far. How about a perfect sweep? on the EMOs, on the best bets. It was truly just a beautiful weekend. And man, did we need that heading into the all-star break. Put a little air, a little wind in the sails as we're rolling through the season. Also joining us again, I think it's just because he's so happy that we helped him cash tickets over the weekend. Producer of the show, the host of Pro Lacrosse Talk, counting his money as well, Hutton Jackson behind the board. You can get him on Twitter at Hutton Jackson. Hutton, how we doing, my man? I'm doing great. I tailed you on that money line cannons bet. So I won that. I got some player props in and I pushed on Connor Kelly um, getting two goals. He obviously got injured, which was kind of disappointing, but at least it was just a push. And then Tom Schreiber, one and a half uh, was easy money for me, plus 100. So yeah, I hit all my bets um, if you include a push. And then um, I also have an interesting name. I have two first names or two last names, depending on how you look at it. So um, I've thought about maybe just dropping Jackson, just being Hutton, you know, just like, like Madonna, Oprah. just one just word. But yeah, exactly. But uh, in the meantime, Hutton Jackson at Hutton Jackson on Twitter. Uh, well, and per your request, Hutton, I got your back. Uh, you asked for a little addition to the soundboard here. right nobody it's puts true. newbie in a corner nobody puts newbie in a corner even nobody if they even if they can't spell my name and uh that's the thing you don't have to owe it all to me man that's what the show is all about truly um you know doug and i if it's a bet that we like we're putting our own money on it as well so you know when we get to cash tickets we love it but when we send you the listeners when we send people who are riding with us home with some money um truly that might be just as good as winning the cash itself i love helping people uh get some wins so uh, over this past weekend the fact that doug and i were a perfect four and oh i had the cannons plus two and a half i, I, I won't lie i was absolutely 
like beside myself after on Friday, it looked like the cannons were like a, like a relegated team or like a B league team. They couldn't do anything against the water dogs this past Friday night. And we'll recap what's happened in this past week. We'll update our ATS rankings. We're going to talk a little bit about props today. A little talk about the all-star week as well. Maybe some, uh, some snubs, maybe some other ways that we're attacking the game. We also have some futures. We want to get into some that we think may have some, little juice here even with only two weeks in the regular season left and we will also be uh, of course getting you into um, some uh, some other things coming down the pike here as well as uh, we we trudge towards playoffs already just uh, just insanity but I had the cannons plus two and a half against the archers they went outright which was also my EMO that closed and I doubled down on it at plus 295. That was a beautiful ticket to cash. Doug also gets a perfect 2-0. and oh. He had the under in the Woods game, sweat-free, which is rare when you're talking unders. Rarely do you just get to kick your feet back and say, this thing's going under, which uh, which was beautiful. Thanks for the sweat-free fun there. And then you also had a great win with the Water Dogs we kind of said, why were they underdogs against the Chrome? It didn't really make much sense, only because it was their second game. This team, the only four games they've won are on the weekends there, 2-0. and They went outright plus one and a half. Great week for the podcast, Doug. Unbelievable week. And, yeah, I mean, Water Dogs, they are, they're a bunch of weirdos, right? Like, can't spell weirdos without underdog, Water Dogs. <laughs> just got to add an just got to add I into it. Take out some um, other consonants and whatnot. You know, it will make it work. Literally, listen, if you just add an I into water dogs, you can get weirdos out of that. Anyhow, um, <laughs> no, I mean, they all they all they do is win on two game weekends. Yeah. And, and nothing else. It's so bizarre. I mean, and it's unfortunate because we're not I, I don't believe we get another one from them this season because I would love to take advantage of it again. Um but yeah, and then and then the Redwoods whip snakes. Yep, sweat free as you said. Love really it. nice to just you know. I mean they. I mean they got the whips got held to seven points, which is you know very impressive by the Woods defense. I have I've had some gripes about them in the past, but they were really really solid in that game. Um, but yeah, man, just an unbelievable week. You know, you said it about the Cannons last week that they they needed they needed this game you know it was this was their desperation mode game especially after losing on friday and and you know what they like they showed up they they truly did show up um lyle we'll talk a little bit more i'm gonna talk a little bit more about lyle later but lyle showed after like a couple a few weeks of you know maybe some iffy play he looked really really good he carried the team um beat archers who are somehow middle of the standings despite having a 22 goal differential. So good. Point differential. It's go insane. figure. Unders this such a league. It's such a weird league, this, right? You look at the standings and you look at them before what we saw in week five. And then you look at them post week five, which was just an incredible slate of games. We said that coming in, it was going to be tough to pick. Turns out it seems like sometimes when you hate the board, you do even better because you scrutinize it as I go three and two against the spread. Doug with a great four and one week. And how about Hutton five and oh behind the board unblemished. So, you know, we hated the board coming in and I think that made us look at it maybe a little, uh, a little extra ending up some nice weeks for us. But you look at those ratings and the rankings before week five and after week five. And every time that I see it, I just, I throw my hands up and I say, 
this league because you absolutely have teams flip. Water Dogs basically at the bottom of those rankings, the second to last, and now they're second. You know, they're moving up those rankings. They're second only behind, you know, a team who I love in Atlas in our ATS rankings as well, which we'll get to in a little bit. But you just got to throw your hands up and say this league, Doug, because it's insanity, the parity that we're seeing. Yeah, it's it's really no way to explain it. The NBA uh, has a, a contender for the this league title, maybe for different reasons. But um, yeah, just a, absolutely bizarre, weird league. And like, you know, what's so funny is we kept ragging on Redwoods for being, you know, we're like, oh, good teams win. Great teams cover. Redwoods yeah. keep not covering. You know what? Great win. They're, they're at the top. They're at the top standings. Yeah. They've got a, a positive goal differential. Yep. I mean, I mean, you know, it works. I mean, who knows? Like, it's it's just it's it's who who really knows with this league? And you know, I mean, maybe the teams towards the bottom is somewhat what we expected. The the three C's, aka, don't be a, a C team in this league. Chrome, Chaos, and Cannons. Um, <laughs> the kiss of death. Yeah, just don't be named C. Which I also noted this noticed this this week, and it I, it finally it really like grinds my gears now, and I can't not focus on it. Um, there are of the eight teams in the league, there are only five letters being used R W a, no, there's only four letters being used R W a and C and I hate it. I, I, I need some letter variety. So whoever the next expansion team is, it cannot be Get like, an can't X start with an, there. can't start with an A can't start with a C an R or a W. I need some variety in my life. We're a non-discriminatory podcast. Uh, we want all the letters included. It's, it's maybe a maybe a D. Maybe Why not a D? maybe Why not? a D name. Why, Why not? not drop that D? I, I'm right yeah. with you. Slang that D. Yellow uh, needs to out. take that's, the D. That's that's what we need. The D, indeed. Um, before we uh, before we run down, uh, get to some uh, wager woes. None that we suffered this weekend, thankfully. Um, Hutton again host a great show pro lacrosse talk jeff teat your most previous guest on last week's edition great show there i always love hearing your and adam's analysis so for you what kind of stood out to you in week five outside of the obvious oh my god this parody in this league is is you know mind-boggling yeah i just think uh, i mean the, the parody is probably the, the biggest thing um from a betting standpoint again it's just so tough to to judge like there's no team where you're saying all right they play you know low scoring games or this team plays high scoring games I think that was my big takeaway too you know you saw the Redwoods give up 17 last week and then they hold this team you know the whip snakes to seven like if you would have told me they held the whip snakes to seven and the water dogs let them score 17 I mean I would have thought it would flip-flop um so I think it's just it shows too like Again, yeah, maybe the Atlas are the ones that kind of get into those high-scoring games. Um, you know, you could argue the Cannons too, although, you know, giving up 12 isn't that much either. And then recently the Archers, the close games they've been in have been kind of low-scoring. But overall, I, I think, you know, going hand-in-hand with the parity is the fact that, you know, all these teams can put up points in bunches if they want to, and all these teams can really hunker down on defense if they need to as well. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Also, super refreshing, I thought, in the post-game comments out of Whip's head coach, Jim Stagnita. I, I just love the fact that there's this old-school coaching mentality. There's this old-school saying that it's, you know, next man up. You got to be ready. And Stagnita just straight up was was very transparent and said, sure, you know, we can say that until we're blue in the face, essentially. But 
we're missing some great players in Rambo in, in Earhart. So, you know, it was a rough week for them this past week. And I think him being completely transparent, that was a little bit refreshing because I feel like so often when we're trying to read the tea leaves, uh, not just in lacrosse, but really in any sport, when you're betting where you're trying to find different edges, a lot of the time you get this coach speak and hearing a coach be so transparent and saying, Hey, you know, we need our guys to really play the level that we want to be at um, really respected that. I thought it was refreshing. And uh, that's one of the other things. I think the accessibility being able to hear from some of these coaches in a more candid type nature, um, I, I think is, uh, is one of the strong parts that we see here in the PLL. So as we mentioned, folks, uh, no real wager woes for us three here as it was all gravy this past weekend but there were some wager woes this past weekend and part of it is um you know just getting to numbers at the right time if you go on to our social media page at bet on lacrosse you'll see our wager woe for this week which focused around the cannons and the archers and the 25 and a half that wasn't even with those two offenses hitting each other the crazy thing is though that opened up on Tuesday when the lines came out. That was a 24 and a half point line. So if you bet the over then, you were a winner. If you waited until Sunday or you waited until later in the week to get your bets in, um, you know, you were uh, you were a loser, so to speak. Sorry, you know, I don't mean to be too harsh, but you lost. So uh, I think um, it's funny because I had a parlay. When the lines opened, I had a parlay that I put in, and it was the over 23 and a half that I talked about that was a a pick that I was maybe leaning towards liking in that Atlas game. That opened 23 and a half. That ticked up a point. Obviously, both of those ended up cashing, so it really was a moot point whether you got it at 23 or 24, but that 24 and a half was one that I parlayed with that 23 and a half, and I end up cashing that ticket if I would have waited until Sunday to play that and thought, oh, maybe I'll get a better number. Um, You know, so it's almost when you're talking some of these wager woes and we have another one to get into as well, Doug, it's almost like you're, you're walking this tight line when you're betting because there's instances, let's look at the cannons money line that ticked up. If you like the cannons, you got a better number at closing. However, if you liked an over, you were getting a worse number in in a lot of cases this week. So it's almost like this, this tight rope that you're walking. Do I place my bets earlier in the week? Do I place my bets later in the week? And this is something that you run into each and every day when you're writing the rundown is, you know, trying to beat that closing line and how important is that? And, you know, it's just, I think it's hard to have a, you know, a blanket statement on here's how you should bet it because sometimes if you bet it earlier in the week, you're beating the book. Sometimes if you bet it later in the week, you're beating the book. So is there any, you know, end all be all, is there any way to attack that? Or is it really a case by case basis? You have to address whether you think the market's going to agree with you or disagree with you. I mean, I think you're the the perfect candidate to kind of speak on this because you're watching lines change live through the day while you're writing the rundown. Yeah. It's, it's something that um, it's, it's a little bit of guessing. It's a little bit of just, having some experience and knowing what you, how the market tends to behave. Um, And, and part of it is also just waiting out news. Um, You know, this is especially kind of true in the NBA because when you look at NBA betting, just for example, um, it's a lot more dependent on one singular player, except if we're talking about like in the NFL, you're talking about like quarterbacks, right? So basically no matter, like if a player is, you know, super important to a team, and his status is up in the air, 
that's going to have a pretty big effect on, you know, what the line ends up looking like. Um, so, yeah. And I, and I guess in the case of, you know, you look at whip snakes, for example, they've been missing Matt Rambo and it's interesting because I don't think that, you know, they've still been some favorites some weeks and it makes sense. I mean, lacrosse is not a sport that I think uh, goes by this thing with the injuries too much, but going back to just the, the market value or running the closing line value, you might see a number and basically, you know, you, first of all, you read the juice and you say, okay, well, if it's juiced this way, it means that the books know more people like this or contrarily, they're trying to get somebody like they're trying to get betters to go the other way. But if you really, if you really see that edge and you know, like if you have a number in your mind about what a spread should be or what a total should be, and it's, you know, well within uh, if it's over it or if it's under it or whatever, then, you know, you can play that. It's just a matter of, you know, th- trying to read what everybody else is going to do. And that's, it's much easier said than done. It, it takes a lot of just, it takes a lot, honestly, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of, you know, doing this a lot to, to get a good idea of who, of, you know, kind of the market behavior. Well, it's almost like, you know, a couple different uh, gambling axioms come into play. You know, you're, you're trying to read the market like you're trying to read a poker player sitting across from you. You know, you're trying yep. to read the numbers as if you're reading these blackjack cards that are coming out in front of you. So, you know, it's almost like all these different games that you're playing. If you are, you know, a better and hopefully a responsible one um, that, you know, you, you can take maybe a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B, a little bit from column C. And that's where you're going to get your best holistic view on how you're viewing a market place how you can get some uh, some money in there and I think as Doug mentioned there um, it's something that I do every week and I encourage people to do whether it's in a text group with your buddies or you know uh, some some betting uh, people who you trust maybe like Doug like Hutton like uh, like me here Um, you know I, I think going into a week making your own lines for a game tells you here's what I think it should be let me see what the market thinks about it and I think that's one of the best ways to maybe find some value here find some value there so what uh, you know there's just some little tips here on a lighter week as we do not have any games to run down for the next two weeks next week we'll be uh, taking a scheduled buy just like the uh, the PLL going to be on a bye week we got to rejuice a little bit here too and get ready for the final push to hopefully continue cashing tickets for you, our valued listeners and remind you listeners, Hey, make sure you drop us some reviews here. We'll uh, we'll let you know where you can do that before we get out of here for the day. Uh, before we run down these ATS rankings, uh, as we kind of alluded to, you know, was a little bit of a tough beat in that Atlas game going up against chaos as John Crawley scores a two pointer that ended up pushing that score over that 24 and a half half point total as it set like you know under that about a half a point until just outside of a minute there so um you know the bad beats are a plenty and i feel like lacrosse lends itself to wager woes just because you know a team could be down five goals a team could be down six goals and uh you know you get on a run you have some breaks go your way you get some great face-offs um, you know, it's a, it's a whole different game. So, uh, so hopefully not too many wager woes for you listeners this past weekend. Of course, you can always drop them in for us by uh, hitting up our money line hotline. You can find it in the description here of our video. So let me run down these ATS rankings before we get to this all-star weekend. I only really have one thought against the all-star weekend, and it's a guy who was left off a roster that makes no sense to me, but maybe it's just because uh, all-star games, the last thing you're thinking about is defense maybe 
little tease for maybe who I thought was ridiculous getting left off of a roster. The ATS rankings tell a story that I've been trying to tell people since week one. The Atlas are damn good folks week one getting blown out by the archers i think you've seen with how the archers have come back down to earth one week does not a champion make one week does not a bottom feeder make as after failing to cover the first week atlas has rattled off some great wins and they have also covered in five straight games atlas is your number one against the spread team five and one against the number even after becoming favorites the past two weeks after being underdogs the first four games that they played second in the ats rankings how about those water dogs guys four and three straight up there four and three against the number worth mentioning the only games they've covered are as plus one and a half point underdogs the only games they've covered and won have all happened in the same weekends. So uh, Water Dogs, they like the double headers, folks. They like the double headers. Uh, there's probably like, what is that animal with the three heads? It's like Cerebrus or something. Hydra? Like that. Yeah, Hydra. Well, yeah, I knew that. Well, like, what's the dog? Oh, no, you're right. Well, no, no, no. The dog, yeah. Erebus? Uh, something like that? Yeah, I, think it, I think it's called Cerebus, yeah. That's, Cerebus. A, that's a deep cut. I knew there was a joke in there some there with like double-headed dogs. It's elemental. fluffy. From Harry Potter. <laughs> ah, yeah, there we go. Button. Thank you, brother. The uh, Harry so, Potter crowd. <laughs> yeah, see, we're, we're hitting all the nerds this week. We got your back, nerds. We, like we said, all-inclusive here. Uh, the Cannons are two and five straight up, but still one of the best ATS teams in the league. They're tied with Water Dogs for second in our ATS rankings. They're four and three against the numbers. They get a two-and-a-half-point outright win. That's bringing a game, guys. Uh, I, I doubt. You know, maybe if it's it's I, I got to look at the schedule these next coming weeks, but we have may we may have seen the last of two and a half point dogs in the PLL because two and a half point dogs now move to six and two against the spread. If you just closed your eyes, you saw that it was plus two and a half. If you bet on that team, you cashed six out of those eight games, five out of those eight games those teams have won straight up. So underdogs, they're, they're barking in the PLL uh, as the Cannons cover that number again. The Woods, four and two straight up, three and three against the spread. We saw them as an underdog the first time this past week. They covered in an outright win against the Whips. They're only second win against the Whips in their entire team's history. Archers, who were three and O against the spread, which seems like ancient history as they've gone O and three cents. They're three and three straight up. They're three and three against the numbers. The whip snakes, who would normally be at the top of any ranking, they're four and two straight up. They're two and four against the spread with an outright loss against the woods this past weekend. Chrome, two and four, two and four against the spread. Worth mentioning both of their wins straight up and against the spread came when they were two and a half point dogs. They have failed to cover one and a half. They have failed to cover as one and a half point favorites, but they've won two games as two and a half point dogs. Figure that out, folks. This league. Chaos, two and four. They're two and four against the number. You know, this could maybe be the team that you could say has been the most consistent uh, when, when trying to figure out a team to play on, a team to play against. They failed to cover plus one and a half this past weekend. So there you go. Your ATS rankings. And my uh, my little soliloquy, my little aside is done. As we move to All-Star Weekend, this coming weekend, I've been in talks with some folks trying to see if we're going to be having any action to be had on this all-star game. 
outside of maybe player props, I probably wouldn't be playing anything except maybe just blindly go on the dog in the all-star weekend. But Doug thoughts about all-star games in general, this uh, PLL game specifically, and then we're going to throw it to the producer Hutton because um, some announcements coming out. We're recording here on a Tuesday. It seems like three fourths of the all-star game is, uh, is going to be the reserve players regardless who are still damn good players, but Doug thoughts on all-star games in general. And then uh, this weekend, as the PLL comes around, uh, any thoughts uh, heading into all-star weekend here in the premier lacrosse league? Um, yeah. All-star games in turn. Well, the irony is we're recording on Tuesday and the MLB all-star game is tonight. um and frankly uh the home run derby is probably more of a draw than the actual all-star game at this point uh last night's homer derby was electric i'm wearing my mets hat for pete alonzo uh (laughs) Uh, (laughs) anyhow um but no i mean all-star games in terms of betting i'd say like the only one that's real worth betting on is probably baseball because baseball doesn't require much more effort on the field you know, when you're, when you're playing it at any given level, right? Like you're, you know, you don't have to kill yourself like running around. Um, Whereas I think in other sports like hockey, lacrosse, um, basketball, definitely football, um, you know, all-star games are an opportunity for players to kind of like, you know, it's just an honor to be there. And it's just, um, you know, you're just trying not to get hurt. Um, and, and you don't want to expend too much energy. Like, you know, when you watch the NBA all-star game, there is zero defense. Um, and as we were kind of alluding to here, that's probably the case with the PLL as well. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, you know, where we're coming into this PLL all-star game, frankly, uh, I wouldn't know where to start with betting it. It's probably a good <laughs> thing. There are no lines right now. Um, and yeah, it's. You know, I think it'll be cool to see a couple cool displays. I think that, you know, you could have some players doing some like awesome, ridiculous moves in the game, uh, that kind of thing. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm fine to take the week off from betting for the time being and, you know, maybe throw some futures in instead. That's what yeah. I've been thinking, yeah. but. Yeah, and we have a break coming up here, and we'll talk about those futures that we're talking about instead because we both have uh, a juicy option that we can maybe give you folks. Uh, maybe we helped your bankroll this past week. You have a little bit of extra money to blow. Uh-oh, oh, and uh, we got some plays for you coming up here. Well, you, you didn't think we were going to give you a bet on the cross episode and not at least give you some kind of action, folks. As far as snubs go, as far as things that don't make sense, I mean, um, leaving leaving Terrafenko off. How I mean, dare you? How dare you? I, I mean, how dare you? I mean, Stephen A, I, I probably should have went somewhere else. He's in a bit of hot water right now. But, uh, but the yep. thing is, Tarafenko has really been, you know, you could put a pole in his hand and he would just be generational. He doesn't even need it. He can lock guys down. His hold is unreal, though his speed. And honestly, he's one of those players that if he gets caught in transition, if he does have to go on the offensive end, you know, nobody's looking for him to light up the scoreboard or anything like that, but he can hold his own. I think he is an extremely well-rounded player. If you're, if you're trying to think of, you know, the textbook definition of a short stick defensive midfielder, um, you know, he kind of almost breaks the hold on it because you can leave him out there maybe a little bit longer his IQ is terrific and not just saying this because he's a hometown guy 
I think he is going to be a terrific player. You're already seeing the impact he, alongside so many rookies, are making. But as far as a defensive impact, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't have a pole in their hand who's doing what Tarafenko did. So the fact that he doesn't get an all-star nod, I thought was probably the the big snub for me. I don't know what. Doug, I'll throw it to you first. But want to get Hutton's thoughts as well of maybe some people who got left off. And also, of course, talk about um, the unfortunate circumstances surrounding this all-star weekend that maybe some players aren't going to be having a chance to go as uh, a, a lengthy injury report coming out on Tuesday. But anything, you know, like a snub, maybe somebody who got left off of a roster, maybe someone who's a, a reserve player. Um, any thoughts for you as you ran down the rosters, Doug, when you, uh, when you found them? Yeah, Tarafenko is clearly the big snub in my in my mind. I, I thought the same exact thing when, when I saw the rosters come out. I was looking for him. I couldn't find him. Um, so in terms of somebody being left off a roster, that's, that's kind of the big one for me. Um, I was really disappointed and surprised to see Graham Hasek not starting. And, and we're talking, again, we're talking about defense guys and, you know, defense maybe gets left to the wayside a little bit in all-star games. But I think that acknowledging Hasek as a, um, as an all-star starter would have been a really nice touch. He's been so fantastic. He's been the rock of the archers defense this year. Um, so I would have really liked to see that. And then my only other gripe, and this is, this is such a small one because I understand it's, it's a respect thing. Um, I would have given Kyle Harrison a spot on the all-star team. You know, he's a legend. It's his last year. And, and obviously everything I'm saying is completely with all due respect to him that he's not, I've, I've had the chance to actually talk to him before. He's such a class act. Um, and, but, but I think even he would agree and somebody who's as competitive as him would like to see. And I think the fans would like to see people who are truly the best players from the first half of the season or a little more than first half of the season uh, to be the guys who are starting. So it's nice that Kyle Harrison got the starting nod, but I think it would have made more sense for him to just make the roster. You know, obviously he gets into the game. It's great. He gets one more all-star game. Um, But that's just me personally, just nitpicking. No, I completely agree. And I was going to say the same thing. And then I thought, you know, I don't know. I don't want lax Twitter. to. I'm a, I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more disrespectful than you I, are. I, that's what, I, I didn't already. want to get chewed up and spit out by lax Twitter. So uh, send the hate mail this week. You usually send it to newbie talks, uh, send it the way of Doug Greenberg this week. Uh, but it's a that I completely co-sign. I, I think the story is awesome. Don't get me wrong. He's a legend. He's a huge reason why I'm a fan of lacrosse was watching K 18 growing up. So no disrespect to him, but um, you know, there, there are some players who, um, who you know, were, were a little bit more impactful in games this year, while he has been one of the most impactful players on the, the history of lacrosse, or at least modern history of lacrosse, um, as far as impact on the field. I think there have been some other opportunities there. Um, Hutton, uh, be our buffer here so Lax Twitter doesn't completely chew us up. But uh, I- I'm just wondering for you, any snubs that stand out or uh, or anything that just kind of as you're attacking this All-Star game this weekend, anything you're excited about? I think the skills competition could be pretty cool. What's your thoughts on All-Star weekend? You're asking the wrong guy because uh, I actually had a lengthy, not too lengthy, but me and Adam kind of went back and forth about K-18 and how <laughs> I was on the side of, I wouldn't have had him be a starter either. Um, Adam actually <laughs> likes him as a starter because he's like, send him off in the sunset one more time. The trouble I have with it is when you're talking about players' resumes, K-18 in particular on the broadcast this past week, they said he was a nine-time all-star. Well, 
you know, these all-stars kind of do matter in the minds of there are more than a popularity contest when you're weighing some people's careers and stuff. And you're saying, Oh, they're a nine time all-star. Well, you know, we're not going back and looking like, Oh, well, K-18 was voted in, you know, at the end of his career. Now, again, no disrespect to K-18 at all. Adam tend to lean the other way. So if you get any hate mail, um, that's you know, anonymous, it's probably from Adam, but um, <laughs> I, I tend to agree that I would have liked to see somebody, you know, somebody younger. And, and the important thing is too, the starters are kind of, uh, they were all voted on by, the fans, but really the players had an impact in who was the reserves and both starters and reserves are playing in the all-star game too. So important thing to know too, like, you know, I would have probably picked some different starters. Uh, there's, but there's not many people that made the starters roster that I wouldn't have had probably on the reserves either, uh, maybe a handful, but um, that's something important to know too. You know, Zach Curry, it was not named a starter. He should have been, but he's still going to be playing in the all-star game. You know, those are some, some examples. Again, Graham Hossick's another prime example too. He should have hundred percent been a starter, but at least we'll see him in the all-star game, which is important. Um, and, you know, going on some people that we won't see in the all-star game, unfortunately due to injury is Paul Rabel. So Romar Dennis will take a midfielder slot uh, in the absence of Paul Rabel. Um, that's the only injury for the adversaries led by Grant, uh, Grant Amon. So that's kind of nice for him. Um, the defenders are going to be without their captain blaze reared and he's injured. Um, so we should probably see burn start and then Nick Morocco will also take a goalie slot. Um, they'll also have Michael Rexrode, Con Heacock, Mark McNeil, and Jules Henningberg on that team, filling in for Jake Bernhardt, Michael Earhart, Lyle Thompson, and Brody Merrill. Obviously, some big names there as well that won't be playing. Unfortunately, we won't get to see Lyle, um, especially into Brody. Um, Brody's a guy actually that you know might have gotten in because of his uh, you know his status, but he actually has been playing really really well, and I think he deserved to be an All Star regardless of uh, his veteran status. But um, unfortunately, we will not see him playing as well. But those are kind of the rundown of the injuries. Uh, still going to be a fantastic all-star game. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be any betting opportunities, but something maybe to look out for if there are any props in terms of, you know, will Jared Newman beat his, you know, shooting record. Those are some ones maybe that I would look at. You know, we obviously won't know those till it gets closer, but um, there might be a little bit of action this weekend. We'll see. I will say if there are betting opportunities and there's anybody who has the over, if they see Nick Morocco coming into the game, oh, it'll just God. be instant. No, God, please, no, no, no. Second he starts walking no! in there. Second he starts walking in, the over is dead. The stone wall that is Morocco. We're going to step aside real quick here, folks. We're going to get you some future betting opportunities. Also talk briefly here about some betting props, and we'll get you out of here for a bi-week edition of Bet on Lacrosse. Stay with us. Welcome on back to Bet on Lacrosse. Dan Alexander. At Newbie Talks here alongside Doug Greenberg and Hutton Jackson. You can find them using those names, just throwing at sign in front of them. Folks, even with no games to bet. Ah, I still have to play the music. It's actually part of my contract. I, uh, I said I refuse to do a weekly show if I don't get some Tina up in my life. Uh, so future markets, they're still open. Um, sometimes some are open in different places. Big thing that stands out to me, I shop around for my lines. Bet MGM is one that usually gets the lines up later. DraftKings usually the originator and uh, credit to them. They've gotten better as the season has gone around. You can still get, I bet it last week. And I think I'm going to bet it again. Atlas plus one K. Atlas plus a thousand on bet MGM. So that's a 10 to one odds. If you, you bet $10, you can win a hundred on Atlas winning the championship this year. 
I think we're starting to see the market is coming around. The fact that this team is darn good. Uh, now, Kincannon worries me a little bit, though. The netminder has stepped in for him. Cole Russo did a terrific job. So I think, um, you know, there's, there's still some value there. If I had to give a best bet on a week, we have nothing to bet on. Mine, Douglas, would be Atlas plus 1K on BetMGM. Where are you going, my man? All right. So I was like perusing around last night. Um, and I, I just happened to, I happened to cross the MVP markets and I know, and I saw the weirdest thing. I was looking at the MVP markets and I saw the name Lyle Thompson plus 800. And that that was very shocking to me because I, because I, listen, I understand that Lyle had a, had a few down weeks, right. Um, you know, I can go back and look at his stats. I think he had one zero point week and that obviously is never going to help put you in the MVP conversation. Um, but we, since then, I mean, he, I mean, well, not since then, he only had, he's had one game since then, but he was absolutely phenomenal uh, last week. And I think he really did a lot to redeem himself um, in the eyes of the, in the public, but my, my, the reason I really like this play is just from a value standpoint. Yep. So, and this is the biggest thing you got to look at when you're taking midseason futures is you basically got to look at um, where could I have gotten this before and where can I get it now? And uh, looking at the the top guys right now. So right now um, leading leading candidate for MVP is Grant Amon, rightfully so in my opinion, he's fantastic. That pass he made uh, the other day, like put me into the twilight zone. That was un. You. That was unbelievable. I've watched, I've watched it over and over again so many times. Um, so he's the MVP at plus 450. Pre- preseason, you could have gotten him 15 to 1. No value. Rob Pinnell could have gotten 50 to 1 preseason, currently 600. No value. Jeff Teat, 50 to 1, 600. No value. Lyle Thompson, if you'll all recall, was the, was the betting favor going into the year at plus 175. And because of like a couple of down games, he's now plus 800. Um, we, we saw some of the things that he's capable of in this last game. He was absolutely phenomenal. And by a lot of accounts, he is still the best player in the game, not just for his scoring ability, but also for his playmaking and for his passing. So last night I grabbed Lyle Thompson plus 800. It has since come down to plus 700. Maybe I'm moving the line. Who's to say? Now we're um, talking. <laughs> but yes, uh, Lyle Thompson, you can still get it plus 700 at, on DraftKings. I think that's really, really good value still shop around if you can find another one, but I took him at plus 800 and that's where, and that's what I would be looking at right now. I love that play. I love rolling with Lyle. It was great seeing him get off the snide a little bit. I think the cannons kind of learned, Hey, let's run our offense through a guy who is a generational player. I think they have a lot of mouse to feed over there, but the one that you definitely want doing the feeding is that guy, Lyle Thompson. Last thing before we get you out of here, betting props in PLL has started to become more widely available. We still do not have it in Pennsylvania, in New Jersey. So that's something that uh, we hope uh, DraftKings will be coming around to making it a little more widely available where you're at. It is available, Doug, in the Chicago area. It's available up North as well. As far as betting props, I think there is insane value in some of these numbers. You could have bet on Tom Schreiber to have over one and a half assists. And, and, and even if you had to lay some juice on that, 
I'll bet that every single day and twice on Sunday. And he was playing on Sunday. So I would have bet it twice. I love this player prop possibility and getting new eyes on the product. It's like playing fantasy sports without having a season long commitment. I I love betting player props and uh, Doug, your thoughts on betting player props and just the value side of things. Yeah, there's, there can be some absolutely insane value because the thing is um, books are usually putting more of their effort into the main plays, right? Like into the spreads, into the totals, uh, into the money lines. They're usually trying to, to get people on those because those are much more popular. So sometimes the props kind of go by the wayside and they don't really put as much stock into them. And that's why if you really see somebody who you know is in a great position, um, like our man Hutton did, and he had a couple of great prop bets uh, this past week, you know, if you really know that a guy is is going to do something pretty fantastic and you have, you know, data to back it up, um, there's there's tremendous value there. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And uh, Hutton, you'll get the last word on this before we get the folks out of here for the week and we go on a bit of our buy ourselves. Uh, betting player props. I mean, you finally had a profitable weekend after what was a struggle to start the year against the spread for you. Uh, if you were betting some of these player props, I think you have a great eye for the the, the vibe of a game, you know, maybe which player has a better opportunity. Uh, your thoughts on the potential of having these betting props a little bit more widely available for PLL betters. Yeah, no, I, I love the player props. I hope they continue to, you know, expand them. Um, you know, again, like the Schreiber one was to me a no brainer. Like I really wasn't worried um, throughout that game. He might've not even gotten his second assist till like the third quarter too, but still like, I don't know. Some of these players, you just know they're due. You can just look at the statistics that they've had. And that's what I think I like the most is it's sometimes harder to weigh matchups and, you know, who's going to play against two, but it's pretty simple for the better. So I'd like to see them made more readily available to different States. And I know different States have different gambling laws, but um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. It's easy for people to get into betting. So the more widely accessible they are, the better. And uh, yeah, it puts a little bit of extra cash in my pocket. <laughs> well, folks, that is a wrap for us. We love the extra money in the pocket. We love the extra money opportunities. We'll be back in about two weeks for uh, week six of the PLL season. And uh, we will have a full slate running down for you folks. Uh, last thing before I get you guys out of here though, and do the out our man Isaac Berkey one of our, co- our our contributors for lacrosse playground he didn't want me to leave this episode without bringing it up talking about random stuff that you can bet on uh, I, I was just perusing these different books and I saw someone is offering props on aliens fighting humans in the year 2021 like legitimately an alien invasion and uh, the odd here one one I, I don't need a, a whole explanation the uh, to win the next alien human war, humans are currently minus one fifty, aliens plus one ten. What are you betting in that one, Doug? I'm hammering the aliens. What are we talking about? That's unbelievable value. If they can get here, if they yeah. can get here, are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. I would what about absolutely... you? Minus one fifty oh for humans, aliens plus one ten. Where are you going? I like to usually play the plus money, but man, have you watched Independence Day? USA, baby, we're gonna win. But we Doesn't don't matter have, these aliens. We're gonna win. But we don't have Bill Pullman's hair to to come out of a, a, a an airline craft and uh, and give an amazing speech. If Bill Pullman was the president, 
Maybe I would like us. I'm hammering aliens plus 110. Bets are void if there is no alien invasion by 2022. Uh, there was some fine print on that one. That is a wrap for us. We want to remind everybody, Moneyline Hotline up and running. You can call in, ask for some betting advice. Pretty good at it after last week. Give us your most recent wager woe as well. You can just visit the link in the description. We're also on Apple Podcast. Drop us one of those five-star review, folks. We do have a contest that we will be running hopefully in the near future uh, about leaving some reviews and uh, we'll let you know about that as we move further down the pike but a five-star review just some comments what we're doing well on the show what we could do better we would love to hear from you and as always hit that subscribe button share this pod with your fellow betting friends your fellow lax fans let's have those communities intersect and join us every week except next week as we bet on the cross and make some money for doug greenberg for hutton jackson i'm dan alexander and we'll talk to you in two weeks folks 